my horse is trying this hard to get away from me, then I'm doing it wrong. And this is not the relationship that I want to build with my horse. And I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to find a better way. I'd like to start by paying my respects to the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is made, the Pindurup people, and to recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. I pay my respects to them and their culture and honour their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to the introductory episode for My Horse Taught Me That, the podcast all about equine behavior, horse-human relationships and training concepts that not only help you build an amazing relationship with your horse, but with the other animals and people in your life too. I'm your host, Sarah Jackson from Equestrian Balance, and I'm an equine behavior geek. I'm going to teach you how to get the behavior that you want whilst also building the relationship that you want with your horse. I have some amazing information to share with you in this podcast. This is information that has literally changed my life. Not only has it made me a better horse person and a better horse trainer, the training concepts I'm going to share with you have also made me a kinder person a more thoughtful person, and by far and away, a much better parent, partner, sister, daughter. And I want that for you too. I want this information to change your life and your relationships for the better, both the ones with your horses and the ones with other people and animals that you care about. You see, whilst our amazing human brains can do a whole lot of things that our animal brains can't, There's actually a whole lot about the way that our human brains function that's the same as the way that our horse's brain functions, which is the same as the way the brains of other animals in the world function. So in learning how to help your horse and to understand your horse more, I also hope to help you understand your fellow humans and other animals more. There's going to be some horse-specific information, of course, But many of the concepts and techniques I'm going to share with you are going to be relevant across the board. Now, because of that, you're going to hear me tell you a lot of stories that aren't about horses. I'm going to tell you a lot of horse stories too, don't panic. But I'm going to tell a lot of stories from other areas in my life, perhaps about parenting or for things that have happened to me, situations that I've experienced as an employee, as a partner, as just a person living in the world that I think are relatable, that I think you're going to be able to understand and picture yourself in that situation because it's likely that you've experienced something similar in your life too. And then we can use those relatable stories to talk about these training concepts so that they're really clear and easy to understand. So with that in mind, I'd like to tell you a story about how I got where I am and That's really a story about my first horse, Misty. My beautiful Misty was such a big part of my life for so long. And at the time of this particular incident, 
She'd been my partner for many years. You know, she'd seen the boyfriends come and go. She travelled across the country with me, come back again. She'd had a fall. We'd tried various different riding events and disciplines together. She'd really been the one constant in my life for a very long time and I absolutely adored her. At the time that this incident occurred, I'd recently discovered natural horsemanship and I'd been doing some of that work with my other horse. And the things that I was learning through that journey led me to believe that some of the behaviours that Misty had been doing were quote-unquote rude. And so they were things like standing very close to me, rubbing her head on me, looking everywhere but me when we were leading. And the solution that I was being taught for those behaviours was to put the horse in the round pen and to do some work in the round pen. And so that's what I did. I got Misty, I put her in the round pen so she was loose in the round pen, no halter and lead. And I asked her to trot around. And so she started trotting around the round pen and then I asked her to turn across the round pen. And if you're not familiar with natural horsemanship, the way that that's done is that you kind of position your body in towards the path of travel where the horse is going. So you kind of move towards the horse as they're going around the round pen. And so they kind of see that that path is narrowing and they turn away and they turn across the round pen and then you can kind of get them to change direction that way. But Misty hadn't read the rule book. And so instead of turning across she saw that path narrowing and she just kind of panicked that it was getting narrower and she just went faster so she started cantering around the round pen and so then I was trying to get even more in front of her you know really sensible thing to do run in front of a cantering horse but I was trying to get more in front of her to make that gap so narrow that she would definitely turn across and so then she's frantically galloping and I was like trying to get far enough in front of her on her way around that I can stand almost right next to the rail so that she turns across. So eventually I managed that, she turned across, but then instead of running beside the rail of the round pen, she was running at the rail of the round pen in this really panicked state. Instead of changing direction, which was my plan, she tried to jump out and her top half of her body cleared the rail but she hit it with her front legs so she hit that top rail with her front legs and she spun her whole body spun over that top rail and she landed in a heap on the other side and the way that she landed her head and neck kind of went to one side and she landed right on the front of her chest with her whole rest of her body kind of stacked up in the air above her And as she landed, then there was a pause and then her whole body settled with this crunch sound and then everything went completely still. And I honestly thought she was dead. And the horror of that moment still haunts me. The the realisation that my beautiful horse my beloved horse who I adored had just died because of something I'd done 
Now, thank goodness she wasn't actually dead. She got up and trotted off a moment later. But I was completely shaken by that moment and it changed everything. You know, I I stopped what I was doing, of course, and make sure she was okay and put her away. And later that day, I was inside my kitchen trying to design the most impenetrable round pen, a round pen that no horse would ever dream of trying to jump out of because I didn't want this to happen ever again. I wanted to keep my horses safe. And the penny just dropped. I suddenly realized here I am trying to design a way to prevent my horse escaping my training because she is literally prepared to put her life at risk to escape my training. And I thought, if my horse is trying this hard to get away from me, then I'm doing it wrong. And this is not the relationship that I want to build with my horse. And I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to find a better way. So I put down the plans for the round pen and I started searching for something else, something different. So this was a huge turning point in my life with horses. It literally changed everything and got me started on the journey to where I am now. And when I thought about what I wanted when I was training my horses or working with my horses is I wanted to feel a connection with them. I wanted to feel that they wanted to participate and I wanted to feel that we had this beautiful relationship together. So there was sort of two elements to what I wanted, but I had no idea on how to get that. So I went looking and at first I was just looking at training solutions and I tried all sorts of different methods. Some things I just researched and set aside. Some things I researched and thought, oh, we'll give this a go. And We had a try and I just tried to pay attention to how my horses were feeling about it, how it made me feel. And, you know, we might do it for a little while and then set it aside or we might just set it aside straight away. But I just kept looking and kept trying different things. And eventually I read a textbook on equitation science and realized from a scientific perspective, you know, a lot of these methods are using one variation or another of something called negative reinforcement or positive punishment. And I thought, okay, the thing that I haven't tried at all is a method called positive reinforcement. So I thought I'll give that a go. And it was amazing. And, and I'm the first to admit I was terrible at it initially. I made every mistake going. But even so, it turned my horses into volunteers. They were standing at that gate. If they thought there was a remote chance that there might be a training session in the offing, they were all three of them at the gate clamoring, saying, pick me, pick me, wanting to be the one to do the training session. And I thought there is something in this, you know, this is a little bit more like it. This is one of the things that I wanted, which was to feel that my horse was a willing participant and that they were really wanting to, to do what we're doing together. And so I kept going with the positive reinforcement. 
And that journey into learning about positive reinforcement really also took me on a parallel journey, learning about equine behavior and equine body language. And I found that just so fascinating that I really delved into the science of equine behavior and what scientists tell us that their body language means. The more I explored learning about their body language and their behavior and studied it and practiced it with my own horses, the more I knew that this is where the answer lay. You know, for me, it's about observing, interpreting and really responding to their very subtle body language cues. So you're really building this relationship piece. So that was the other part of what I was looking for. So I wanted my horse to be a willing participant and the positive reinforcement really helped with that. But I also wanted this amazing relationship with my horse that I wanted it to feel like they loved me, like they wanted to engage with me. And that's where learning the body language and behavior and being able to respond to the really subtle nuances of that and understand the subtle nuances of that, that's what really helped me build that relationship with them and to feel now that I can have a conversation with my horses. But I also came across some amazing concepts that really shifted the way I thought about training horses, the way I went about doing it, and the way I thought about my relationship with my horses. And those are the things that I really want to share in this podcast because they have been and continue to be so life-changing for me, for my relationship with my horses, but also for my relationship with the other animals and people in my life. And they're concepts that apply across the board. You don't necessarily have to take up positive reinforcement in order for them to be relevant for you. And those are the things that I really want to share. So now, after much study, I hold a qualification in equine behaviour in addition to my background in science and teaching. And I share my passion for equine behavior and body language through my business, Equestrian Balance, where I run an eight-week online program called Learn to Speak Horse. Now, this program takes participants on a really deep dive into understanding equine body language and behavior with an emphasis on using that knowledge to build the relationship with their horse. And now I'm sharing my passion through this podcast. I am so excited to be bringing this podcast to life. It's been something I've wanted to do for such a long time. And now it's finally here. I really hope that it becomes a resource that you both enjoy and find valuable. As my intention is to provide you with the understanding and the tools to help you transform your relationship with your horse. What is truly transformational about understanding the effect different techniques have on behavior and on your relationship is that you become empowered to choose a technique or to set it aside because you understand how it's going to influence not only your training, but also your relationship. And that's the goal of this podcast, to empower you to build the relationship that you're dreaming of with your horse. Everything that I'm going to share with you in this podcast is about building relationships. 
Now, you may have a great relationship with your horse already. That is awesome. But we can always understand someone more and we can always build on things that are good and make them great. And that's what I want to help you do. Wow, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me on this introductory episode of the My Horse Taught Me That podcast. I look forward to coming to your eardrums soon with the very first episode where we will start to talk about equine behavior, horse-human relationships and training concepts that not only help you build an amazing relationship with your horse, but with the other animals and people in your life too. If you'd like to build an amazing relationship with your horse and want a checklist of ideas on how to get your horse to love being with you, well, I've got you covered. Head on over to www.equestrianbalance.com.au forward slash love to get your free copy. There's also a load of other free resources that you can access from my website, which you might want to check out whilst you're there. Lastly, a big thank you to Music Unlimited for our groovy soundtrack.